Now, so you rode with a partner, not ro- well, rode, yes, yeah. across the Atlantic, and then you rode across the Atlantic solo. Yes, that's correct. You had a bird. Yes. And I don't mean a chick, eh? <laughs> you had a bird that joined you in your rowboat. Yeah. Tell us about this bird. So, so um, I... During the solar, I endured one storm. Yes. Okay, and it lasted for six days, five nights. And I was on parachute anchor. Okay, so when a storm decides that I'm going to join you right now, but yeah. what do you do? Do you stop rowing and wait? Um, or do you need to keep rowing? It's so weird. You know, here's the thing. Okay, so this is a long story now. Yes. But um, before a storm comes, there's always calm. You know, you know the yes, saying, yes, calm yes, before yes, storm. Yes. And you know that the storm is coming. Yes. I had a sat phone so I could communicate with weather guys. And it's quite a surreal feeling because the ocean's quite calm. Um, and uh, just before the storm hits, you can see things are starting to happen, but you know it's coming. And that sort of six hours before the storm hits is the weirdest feeling because you just don't know what's going to happen. Oh, yes. You know the storm's coming. You don't know how ferocious it's going to be. Is possible <clears throat> death a thought in your head at that stage? Um, or, or, you, or, or, you, or, or you never think death? I, I would No, no, no. I would be inhuman if I didn't uh, have that little bit of fear inside me. Yes. <clears throat> So, you know, if you don't know what the storm's going to throw at you, you've got these thoughts going through your head. Yes. So, as soon as the wind got too strong, I put out my parachute anchor. Now, it's a 12-foot round diameter parachute like the, the guys in the armies jump with um, on a 100-meter rope attached to the bow of the boat, the front of the boat. Mm. And I sat on that. It's 100 meters, so I sat on that parachute anchor for six days. Wow. Complete nightmare. So, you've got these huge waves breaking over the front of the boat. Is this non-stop for six days? Non-stop wow. for six days. And you hold up in this cabin the size of a coffin. Yeah. And um, on the second day of the row, of, this, of the um, storm, I opened up because that pressure on the rope attached to the parachute on the front of the boat makes the boat creak. Mm. And especially when you're being pulled through the back of some of those big swells. Yeah. And uh, I opened up my hatch just to have a look to see if everything was okay. And on my deck was this juvenile storm petrol. And um, I, I tried to get it to fly off. It didn't want to go off. And I eventually put it inside my cabin. Yeah. It's terrified. We've got 2,700 kilometers of water all around. We're in the middle of the Atlantic So it's you Ocean. and this little bird. And this little bird. This is a wild, wild bird. And it's obviously very freaked out. It goes, it gets into my cabin and it scuttles off into one corner and it buries itself into some of my kit that's there. Yeah. I fall asleep and I wake up. And you'll, if you get this book, you'll see there's a photograph of it on my chest. I wake up and this thing had settled down so much that it was walking around the cabin as if it completely owned the place. Yes, as birds and, tend to do. Yeah, so, and it's stayed You're, you're married, you'd know. <laughs> Kim doesn't walk on my chest. <laughs> but she does walk around as if she owns the place. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. Uh, and um, so, um, I named him Simon. Yeah. After Paul Simon. And did it, Blacksmith Mabaza. Did at any stage Simon start looking like he might be dinner? <laughs> Never. In fact, I really believe that Simon was sent to look after me. Yeah. Yeah, because here's the thing. I'm lying in the cabin. I've, um, it's, it's a coffin-sized cabin. I've got this little bird that if I roll over, and I'm being thrown around like a cork in a rapid. Yeah. If I roll over, I'm going to squash it and kill it. Yeah. Okay, so um, my focus was no longer, oh, geez, I'm going to die. It's, oh, geez, I better not roll this way because I'm going to kill Simon, you know? Yes. And you don't want to do that. Why did you name him after bit. Paul Simon? Uh, Paul Simon and Lady Blacksmith Mabaz's song, Homeless. Yeah. It was homeless. I couldn't call it Paul Simon, Lady Blacksmith Mabaz. Exactly, so yes. Simon. I thought it was a fitting name. So You also had an encounter with a fish. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, straight after the storm, 
I had quite a lot of growth underneath the boat uh, of my boat, and yeah. obviously we're trying to race this thing. So I jumped off to uh, clean these gooseneck barnacles off. They start off very small, but they can get quite big. Yes. And while I was under the water, um, I noticed uh, six Dorado. Um, just swimming around me, yeah. And I didn't think much of it, but and uh, for days afterwards, every sunrise and every sunset, they would jump out the water, and they would make eye contact with me. Wow. And I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. And um, except when they make eye contact, they don't look at you like this. Yeah. They, they, they eyeball you they, with one eye. They side eye you. Side eye you yeah. uh, with one eye. And um, they came closer and closer and closer over the next like few weeks. Yeah. And eventually I worked out that they were actually checking up on me. Uh, I know you're looking at me as if I'm completely mad again. Yeah. But these fish would not stop jumping until they made eye contact with me. So if I was resting, they would jump out the water and land on the sides of their bodies. Bam, splash. Yeah. You know, to make a big noise. And if I still didn't come up, they would swim up to my rudder and hit my rudder hard. If you ever watch my movie, it's called yeah. Not Alone. Yeah. Um, you'll see uh, footage of that and hear, um, hear that as well. Wow. So incredible. So I had these six fish living underneath the boat with me. At night, they would sit in the bioluminescence. Yes. Which is phosphoretic plankton. And um, they'd just be lit up. You know those like green light sticks that you get? That yes, you break? yes, yes. They just look just like that. Underneath my oars all night, every night. It was incredible. Queen Mags on Twitter is upset because I never asked you what happened to that bird. <laughs> I told her to get the book, but yeah. I'll ask you anyway. Yeah, basically, and this is it was quite freaky because on the last day of that storm, I was lying against the hatch yes. with a little cushion and it climbed up onto that cushion and it pecked on the hatch. Like, went tick, tick, tick. It had been in my boat for a couple of days now. I hadn't eaten or had anything to drink. What were I you eating? Eat what were you eating at that stage? Uh, freeze-dried food. And it wouldn't touch that? Uh, no, no, definitely. So even these, birds these even birds know that food is crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I agree with it. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they drink salt water. How's that? They've got these little desalination plants inside uh, just in front of their eyes that's where whenever you see a seabird you'll see these little salt crusts yes um, just in front of its eyes so the incredible bit so it, it pecked on the hatch and as if to say Pete let me out of here so I opened up the hatch I turned around to grab my video camera because I wanted to you know, made a television documentary out of it yes and when I turned around it was a big mistake to open the hatch when I turned around Simon had gone he never came back no he never came back and I'm for days I yeah, know how's that and for days I, I saw birds after that and I thought Simon was going to come back <laughs> So the heartbeat was gone out of my boat, yeah.